0: Welcome back to another edition of the Unnamed IAPA Podcast mini-episodes. I really should have come up with a more creative name, for uh, Coaster 101 Podcast. I am joined this time by Stephen Amos, who is the Vice President of Development for Give Kids the World. Stephen, how's it going? It's going really well. Keeping really busy, but excited to chit-chat. You guys, uh, there's a lot going on at Give Kids the World right now. Obviously, you reopened late last year, and we're going to get into kind of what's the ongoing. You've got some really cool things going on at Give Kids the World, which we'll get into later, but I want to specifically, as it relates to IAPA, I want to kind of get your read. I know you've been to a couple other expos earlier this year, but what's it going to be like for you to be back on the show floor in Orlando at the IAPA Expo?
1: Yeah, so the show floor is actually a really unique experience for us. You know, we have a, a 10 by 20 booth. Uh, right there on the show floor, but the difference between us and most other people on the floor is that uh, we're there just to say thank you. The whole event for us is the industry is so passionate about our mission that it's four days for us to go around and say, you know, thank you for your continued support 365 days a year uh, because we don't sell any products. It's just a, you know, an opportunity for us to interact, meet new partners. Uh, You know, it's been almost two years now since we've been on the show floor. Uh, So it's going to be just exciting to see people again, you know, people who
0: support us. Absolutely, we. You know, I hate that I can't be there just to come by, shake your hand, give you a hug, bring you a bottle of water, something you need. You're going to be doing a lot of talking the next next week or so. But ongoing with IAPA, there's always some very exciting charity events that kind of happen on the the periphery of the expo itself. I know there is a a 5K run. There's a golf tournament. Uh, in the past, there's been a motorcycle rally. What can you tell us about these events that are kind of coming up? Uh, we'll start with the 5K. What's uh, what's the the skinny on the 5K? Yeah.
1: So what's exciting about the 5K this year is that, um, I mean, it's back in person again, but um, rather than hosting it here at Gift Kids World, um, we're actually hosting it at SeaWorld this year. Um, so it's a lot easier for our guests uh, who are at the Hyatt Regency or at one of the area convention hotels to come over here because, you know, Gift Kids World is an incredible place to run around, but it is a little bit of a drive for people who have to get on the show floor by opening. Um, and it's just another a great partnership. SeaWorld's a you know a founding family member of Give Kids the World, so it's great just to be doing a partnership like that. But the opportunity to run around the park while it's closed and see the attractions and you know just have the place to yourself, I think is going to be a really unique run
0: for everybody. And um, we are recording this in advance. What is the uh, the date of the five k? Uh,
1: it is going to be th- uh,
0: Thursday, November eighteenth. Perfect. So I think this this podcast by the time it releases the 5k will be over so congratulations to the uh, the runners in that 5k um also on the agenda is the annual give kids the world benefit golf tournament and where is where is that taking place and that's pre-iapa right that's the weekend before somewhere around there
1: yeah it's uh sunday the 14th so that's over at uh, shingle creek um so that's a you know a shotgun started at eight o'clock in the morning and again, just another opportunity for, you know, people to relax a little bit before, you know, an intense four days
0: on the show floor. I love it. Um you are you gonna get play or are you uh you're more concerned in running it. That's the line I tell people. <laughs> no, I always I you know we do check in, but
1: um there's two holes that have fun challenges on there. So the last couple of years I've been at a, a chipping challenge where we set out some uh, uh uh floating tubes, some inner tubes out there where um for an add on price you can try to chip into one of the tubes and then you qualify for at the end of it all a challenge to win a, a prize so um it's fun to watch people get really competitive you know i always thought that with golf tournaments like i thought i can never do that you have to be really good and i realized that these the golf tournaments that you know the app one it's very casual it's just for fun so it's actually fun to watch how competitive people are with like the putting challenge and the chipping challenges And you know 2019 We had a a rocket launcher basically for your golf ball that in case you didn't want to drive it the whole way, you could launch it uh, down to the green. And it was uh, incredibly accurate to get it there. So, you know, again, the industry that is, you know, full of, you know, the most updated, crazy, fun things to do. Of course, it's all intertwined within the golf
0: tournament also. For sure. I love it. That's awesome. I do want to talk about kind of the the big event benefiting i've gotten a press release email about it i'm i'm kind of scared as to what's going on to happen to this and to see the size of this occurrence in person but you guys have partnered with the ripley's believe it or not folks and their president i believe is that correct is shaving his beard to add it to the world's largest hairball and they're matching donations let's let's talk a little bit about the give kids the world partnership with ripley's believe it or not
1: yeah um so yeah uh, jim pattison's uh, the um vice chair or so will be the vice chair of iapa so he'll be uh, chairing it uh the next year um but he uh he's got the the world's largest hairball um and it is a the the, the partnership with the relationship with give kids a world and ripley's uh, dates back years i mean they're an uh, incredible partner with the iapa passport for kids um which for uh people who don't know is the, We give them, these Wish Kids, an incredible experience here for one week. You know, they get to go to Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, all the area attractions. Uh, And then when they leave for one year, there's about 150 participating FECs, theme parks, um, you know, miniature golf courses who basically give them an annual pass where they can go to those parks for there. So, you know, if you are from, you know, Chicago area, you can go to Six Flags Great America on that pass, but um, as well as anywhere you want. Uh, And Ripley's has been incredible. All of their locations are on there. And you know, for a lot of people, Ripley's has a lot of locations uh, and there's a lot within their portfolio themselves too. And Jim in general has just been really passionate. Um, I mean, he did a big event for us at the GM breakfast at IAPA a few years ago uh, at Night of a Million Lights. You know, Ripley has this installation of the most wacky, funniest yard I think I've ever seen uh, with Christmas decorations. And it's just, uh, just this is common thread, uh, Jim and his team being very passionate about supporting our mission uh, through creative ways. And I think that's what um, drives the success of all their campaigns is trying to think of something unique that people will talk about, but all be- also benefiting a great cause.
0: Right. And this is, this is happening on the show floor. He is going to, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Uh, shaving his beard at the IAPA expo, adding it to Haas. This is uh there's actual name for this hairball and it's taking place on November 15th. Ripley's shave, shave the beard and make it weird campaign. Niab Expo attendees are encouraged to participate by contributing their own hair to Haas the Hairball at Give Kids the World's uh, booth on the trade show floor, and Ripley's will match every donation up to $10,000 for you guys, which is awesome. So, do you want me, I mean, we're recording this in advance, do you want me to like trim my beard, put it in a bag, and send it down to you, or is this like a weird question to ask? It is
1: um, within the Ripple's family. I don't think there are any weird questions. Um, okay, oh you know, we, I always joke that you know we have a, a standing weekly call where we talk about the world's largest hairball. Um, and I said, you know, only when you partner with the IAP industry, where uh, that's a that's a serious meeting. We we have a lot to discuss. You know, we do things on the show floor, um, but it, it's going to be. Uh, a fun activation for us at our booth we are actually building a mini barbershop within there so Mm -hmm. you are more than welcome to come and then you can clip off a small piece of your hair and will actually be uh added or glued on to the world's largest hairball so it'll continue to grow on the show floor um so it's uh nine feet wide so when we start to think about it's a 10 by 20 booth half of a half of our booth will be the hairball and a common 10 by 10 is like, that's the pop-up tent you have at a tailgate. That that is how big the hairball really is. Um, But it's, you know, it's an incredible relationship and we're excited to see what it is. But the best part about it is it's going to create conversations uh, at our booth. It's going to drive people there um, all in good fun, but it'll allow us just to let people know more about our mission. And then again, be able to say thank you for all that they do for us.
0: I love it. And according to the Guinness world records, the largest ball of human hair ever created weighs 167 pounds. Um, you guys are on your way to getting there. So pay no attention to the uh, Ziploc bag that comes to give kids the world in the next week that has like a handful of uh, beard trimmings or mustache hair addressed yeah. specifically to you. We're going <laughs> to yeah. just loose in an envelope, loose hair. <laughs> That's right. I love it. i be got like a card that opens up and the hair just falls out into my
1: lap and I'm very confused what it is.
0: Yes. Well, anyway, surprise. (laughs) Um, Let's talk also about the second year of one of the most unique holiday theme park adjacent experiences out there, which is Night of a Million Lights. I know, again, we're recording this in advance. You guys had your press preview last night after the first year, which was deemed a success. Yeah, Uh, very successful. Beat all of our expectations that's good uh so what what are what can guests expect for nine of a million lights this year yeah so last year you know we were closed so the the event footprint was the entire
1: village and it was walkable and all of the yards were activated by our most treasured partners uh, so we really gave them you know creative liberty just to express themselves in a fun holiday way photo ops you know uh you know unique installations of things that they had in their their you know, their boneyard uh, and what's different this year is um, we have families back. and that's the the most successful thing with this event right now is that we are so excited that we are welcoming them back. And our number one priority with everything that we do is to make sure that the wish families have an incredible experience and we don't disrupt anything for them. Uh, and with that, we're not back to hundred percent capacity though., you know, there's still some things, you know, we're waiting for the vaccines to be available for, you know, the five and up, and that's started, but we still haven't seen the wish kids yet. So we know in by 2022, We'll be back to full capacity You know, right now we have uh, next week we have about 50 to 60 families coming here which is still an incredibly great number to be hosting um, but we had to think of something different this year because since it's not fully walkable what could be still a great experience so we added a lot of new things and i think the biggest uh, thing that we added this year is the show dances um, so very reminiscent of you know the osborne show that was over at disney's hollywood studios is that Um, Throughout the evening, you know, every seven minutes, we have six different tracks that will dance to 21 houses. It's a full 360 experience. And, you know, the controllable points, I mean, there's 16 points at every single house. The garland dances. We have 31 beam lights that, you know, can, you know, bother the airport next door to us. And there's just a lot of things to see there. And then we also added a tree trail. And we had uh, treasure partners who uh, adopted, you know, one of our 75 trees. Uh, we created a marketplace experience this year, where you know Santa just met outside distance, and you know with the the world coming into a better place, you know now we have a whole building dedicated to meet Santa, and that's all complimentary within your ticket price. Um, but we still welcomed um, 25 partners to decorate their lawns, um, and then at the end of the that experience, it takes you to a tram tour, uh, and I think that's something really special. And it was a, kind of a big miss for us last year, where we um, assumed a lot of people knew what the mission of Give Kids a World was when they came. Uh, and, you know, when car- people would get out of the parking lot, they would kind of look around and go like, is this like an abandoned community? What, what is this? And we realized that, you know, I would say probably 90 percent of our guests didn't know what we were. We just thought we were a holiday activation and they had a lot of fun, but they didn't walk away understanding that, you know, every dollar that they spent, the ticket price, the food and beverage was going to the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this time when you hop on the, uh, the tram, it takes you around the rest of the property over a mile. Uh, and Jody Benson, who's the voice of Ariel, uh, narrates this experience where it you know, kind of calls out the buildings, what they are. Uh, but then when there's moments, it, it shares what we do for our families every single day. Mm-hmm. And I, I think something that was very unexpected when we talked to the media last night as they were departing was, you know, what was the what moment had the biggest impact? What was the biggest change for you? And, you know, we were always to be like that Dancing Light Show was incredible. But the common thread for this was the Wish families were super excited to see the people on the tram and they'd be at the end of their driveway waving at everybody. Um, and it was this emotional experience, I think, for the people on the tram to really connect um, that, you know, it's not really a theme park experience. I mean, it's us. It's an open house for, you know, that we never let anybody here. Uh, and now for this one opportunity and we never know what next year holds for us. You know, I always say, like, provide the guardrails and we'll, we'll create an event. But, you know, my dream is that we are at 100 percent and we have to think of a whole new event because I want every single villa that we have here to have a wish family in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, take advantage of this year um, because, you know, Nothing's, been promised. Nothing's promised for what the event will hold um, for uh, for us next year. But the, the big thing for us is that we're going to continue to light the village one way or another. it be for our guests, but it'll always be for our families. And I think when people are on the tram, they're looking over. There was a part of the uh, experience that was open last year, which was our main avenue uh, in the attraction area. And that's not able to be walked this year. Because, again, we're not going to disrupt the wish experience for the kids. I mean, that's right. their dedicated space. We don't want anybody commingling with them. Um, but we still lit it 100%. It was like the exact same we did last year. So the families who saw the photos last year while they're preparing to do their trip this year um, get that. So they get to walk down and see the, you know, the sculptures just fully lit. You know, it's, it's almost to me, some of this is like artwork, how they were able to, you know, get on this and create the attachment points and, you know, make it look successful. So, you know, it, it is a same name, but a very different experience. And it's just, you know, I, I encourage everyone to come out and check it out this year um, because,
0: I know the iteration that we have right now it will definitely be different next year. I love it. And you know a lot of this was put put together by an army of volunteers and your partners in the industry which you know you can't you can't not include that detail I feel like when talking about Night of a Million Lights is this a largely, you know Give Kids the World has a staff, but it is a largely volunteer effort with a lot of the things that go on at the village. And so it's just, it is really, really cool to see everybody coming together for such a great cause.
1: Yeah. It takes 150 volunteers every single night just to have the event be successful. You know, from operating our merchandise locations, to our food and beverage locations to helping park the cars. I mean, you know, for all those areas, we have a singular staff member who's managing the volunteers, but we lean on that and you know the number is you know just under a million dollars is saved in um wages by having volunteers out there and throughout the run of the show they're going to uh, contribute thirty thousand hours of volunteer service just to make sure that this is a success and you know it's a, a big thing with our families that they talk about is that some of the best experiences they have when they're here is the interactions they have with the volunteers because they're also equally as passionate and are really eager to share you know why they're there and the impact they have and you know, what's unique for a lot of people is that a lot of people are alumni families who want to give back to the trip that they had. So they have this firsthand experience when they're talking to the guests. And again, you know, spending 10 years at Disney, incredible experience. You know, I worked on marketing strategy with the um, Halloween parties and the Christmas parties. And, you know, they do an incredible job there. And I never want to compare like what show is better than which or where you should be going because it really is apples and oranges for this. This is truly an event that we are just trying to make sure that we have the you know, the appropriate funds, that we can continue our promise of saying yes to every single family who wants to come here. Uh, and I think there is so much room to share this whole this whole community with uh, holiday activations.
0: I love it. Well, I, I would be remissed if we didn't talk about our ongoing efforts to support Give Kids the World of Coaster One Hundred One. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast by now, you've hopefully heard about our annual calendar. Uh, to date, we've raised about five thousand uh, dollars for Give Kids the World through sales of these calendars over the past couple of years. And each year, the size and the size run and the order grows. Uh, but we've got a really good roller coaster calendar taken by. Photos taken by members of the Coaster One Hundred One team, and we are donating one hundred percent of the net proceeds to Give Kids the World. Uh, Steven, I know you've got one in your office that you just changed, so you know you can you can speak to the quality of the calendars. Obviously, the mission is is great, and, but we've also got our Tea Public shop where right now we've got a design on the Tea Public created by our own Kyle Linder that is kind of a, what he calls a coaster caricature of the Give Kids the World skyline. And it is on our site. We have 100% of the proceeds from sales of anything with that logo on it going to Give Kids the World. But if you go to our Public and you see what's going on, you know, you see something else you like, we still donate 25% of all sales to Give Kids the World. So, you know, it is a cause near and dear to our heart. And we... um Next week on the podcast, and this is Time Machine. I've recorded already, but next week on the podcast, if you're still listening, uh, we interviewed Nick Walker, and Nick Walker is a Broadway actor, and he was a bi- he's a big champion of Give Kids the World. And we, you know, we were talking about how we support the organization. His eyes lit up, so it was it is all really, really cool to see everybody supporting Give Kids the World. But if you just want to make a donation, you don't want a calendar, you don't want a T-shirt gktw.org go there read the mission read the history uh there's a really interesting podcast episode that is way back in our podcast catalog with steven and give kids the world's president uh pam Lanworth, and we kind of talk about the history of the organization and how it's you know got its humble beginnings into what it grew today um yeah, gktw.org. Be sure to donate. Go buy a calendar, go buy a t shirt, go contribute your hair to the IAPA hairball, um, or make a donation at IAPA if you're there. Uh, because again, Ripley's will match up to the first $10,000 in donations uh, made to give kids the world. Stephen, before we wrap this up, anything else that I have forgotten or we need to mention?
1: Uh, not that you've forgotten, but just you know, we always tell people there's three things that you can do, and, and it's give, serve, and share. Uh, and really, coaster one one does all three of those things for us. I mean, it, this you know, this podcast is going to continue to spread the the awareness that we you know we need desperately. Um, but also, I mean, you're a financial partner of ours too that makes coasting for kids a very successful event, and these creative things of you know, for the the posters and the shirts of those that character. I mean. M- A lot of people don't do things like that, and you do it without being asked. Um, So that's the type of partner that we love to have because it it truly means that you do care about the mission. So, you know, we're always in debt to people just like you. Um, So um, if you send me an envelope full of hair, though, um, I I won't end these types of podcasts as positive,
0: probably. Okay. Um, no envelope <laughs> of hair coming. It's fine. It's fine. I'll send it. To, I'll send it to uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Just send it uh, anonymously. Not even your name. Just in, uh, an envelope
1: full of hair. Just confusing.
0: On it. I love it, Stephen. I really appreciate your time and uh, best of luck with Night of a Million Lights and all of the other charitable initiatives going around or going on during the IAPA Expo. It's going to be a blast. Thank you. Got it.